What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo, you are tuning here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, with us producing and spinning the one and twos, 877-37-GRIND is your number, today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. get a dose, we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios, 877 877- Three seven grind. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, uh, it is open phone lines. Uh, the only thing we ask you to do is to call during the breaks. Be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, uh, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Sports Grind. And if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, uh, and I'll respond to those and read those on air in real time. If not, I'll go ahead and respond to those later. You can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page as well. And like I said, I'll respond to those, read those on air in real time, or I'll respond to them later. And if you ever miss any of the episodes live, you can always go to Sports Grind online dot com all right where you can download the podcast seven days a week 365 and also if you are in a market or traveling that doesn't carry us terrestrial radio wise um, or you're having technical difficulties listening to us through your other means you can always still go to sportsgrindonline.com and click the play button and we'll be there for you live 877-37-GRIND what's up mr clark ready rock and roll all right, what's up? What's up, man? Let's see who's checking in there. Matthew Rayner, what up, Cal? The app make it hard to grind. So what's up with that? Um, what's he talking about? The that uh, technical difficulties yeah. on uh, El Paso yeah. that we already know about. Yeah, yeah, that's a technical difficulty that's up to my affiliate uh, in El Paso, my iHeart affiliate. So that's we've been in communication with them. That's above my pay grade, but we're working on it. But like I said, keep going to sportsgroundonline.com. Um, and, uh, you know, catch us there. So, but appreciate you, Matthew Rayner, for letting us know. Um, and check the podcast as well, too, as long as you get the message out, however you get it. All right. So it is Tuesday as we roll on. Uh, so let's continue. Um, uh, we've got quite a bit of things to get to today. Of course, I told you yesterday, uh, that we would be, uh, more a little bit in depth in college as we're on the verge in the next few hours getting our, uh, new playoff committee release before we head into conference championship weekend. Um, definitely we'll take a look at some of these early lines and some of these games. Um, so we're definitely going to d- dive into that first. Uh, we'll actually touch on NFL, but we'll get into that by the top of next hour, the college uh, situation, championship games. We've got uh, Elko that was uh, re- introduced uh, to AM as their new head coach. A lot different feeling than the last introduction for Jimbo. I mean, oh, it was leather snake boots. Uh, had a you know a plaque already made for national championships, but didn't have a date on it. So this one was a little bit more subdued. Uh, you know, we can discuss that. Also, there's reports surfacing that uh, UTSA's coach Jeff Trailer. Uh, is on the radar of the University of Houston, okay, who just fired their coach on Sunday. Um, look, man, it's it's one of these things that this is just a matter of time. Um, first of all, that is upgrade, if you would get it. Um, it's Big 12 football. Yeah, and it's, uh, the, the first of all, besides just the conference, because I think as we go into the 12-team playoff, um, next year, 
like I said, you know, all those spots for the exceptions of two and maybe one are going to be left for the non-power conference schools. So, it's I mean, you know, technically, if, uh, you know, Jeff would stay at UTSA, they would have a legitimate shot to get one of those spots. Now, they're going to have a less margin. I mean, just because we're going from four to 12 doesn't mean the margin of error is going to change for the non-power five conferences. That that just let's make that clear from one thing. Number two, um, so I don't look at it. Yes, I mean, Houston is, you know, Big 12 now. This is an upgrade financially, okay? Um, they're trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents just to raise $2 million to help with facilities. Even though the students and everybody, they didn't take that and voted that down, which – you can't see back both sides of that, but that's the truth of it is how much you love the program, how much you love the coach. Because I've told you the the alumni that are walking around in the 210 with deep pockets, they didn't graduate from UTSA. No disrespect to UTSA, but everybody I've known that's gone to UTSA has either tried for a business degree or a marketing degree. And I feel like saying, man, you could have paid me 60000 and I could have taught you how to market or get it, whatever. But anyway, that's a whole different story. So the guys that are walking with deep pockets in 210, they're A&M graduates. UT are graduates, Texas Tech are graduates. So as it becomes, and, and also when I was reading this, I'm like, well, damn. You know, and, and the other thing that's not so good news with um, Trailer, he has a gang of seniors that are about to leave. Okay, there's like over 20 of them. And I don't know about, I don't know if somebody's going to scrape up another 100,000 or 200,000 to convince Harris from going to like maybe the Canada League or, you know, the XFL just to stay here and play another year. I mean, I don't know he how much. He has no more eligibility. He has no more. Yeah. Okay. This, well, this was year seven okay, uh, and right. it was the final season. Okay. Cause I know COVID, you know, kind of added some life to some guys. But now I don't, from, you know, I've never talked to the man. I know people that's covered him here locally. I've seen most of him speak. I've always liked the way he presented himself. I think he's done a hell of a job with the program. Um, but I don't think he's never anybody to run from a challenge. But when you look, when you lose that many, you know, when you're when you're the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Michigans, the Ohio States, when you lose that type of turnover, you got another stock coming in. You know, now it might be they might not be all five stars. You might lose a couple battles on those. But for the most part, you can replenish that when you're at these smaller schools like a UTSA, Tulane, all these other schools. You take a hit like that. Those are programs that really are in the position to really still have to recruit and develop. So don't but don't think that that ain't going to play a factor if the right offer comes around in regards to. I mean, it might look a little different. I mean, we like, damn, this is a whole class. You're leaving now you want to run. But Houston, there would be no nickel and dime you know do they have texas a&m money no do they got ut money of course not but they got more than utsa money so we'll monitor that and see what happens but i just feel like if somebody doesn't step up you know in regards to utsa pull it from somewhere can't get students to chip in they're gonna have to eventually you know because two million dollars i mean what when you talk about upgrade or necessities or what i mean what is really two million getting you i mean that when you talk about really if you're talking about upgrading facilities if you're talking about you know practice bowl whatever i mean you have to understand because i pay attention to the business numbers on the bigger scale of bigger schools and that's a fraction I mean that that's that's really is what do you got? Well, that two million has already been earmarked. Uh, it would go to co- assistant coaches' salaries, uh, giving them a little increased nutrition, 
so you're not even talking about practice facilities. You're yeah. talking about just the day-to-day uh, personnel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Houston could definitely use it. Uh, they're sitting four and eight, two and seven in the Big Twelve. And the reason why Jeff Trailer was on A and M's radar was his ability to recruit in Texas. Uh-huh. And, and 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 like you said, well, he pretty much has, and may, uh, you know, gotten a dollar's worth out of fifteen cents. Um, Trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents. Now, That's what it's uh, well, I think he's be. done it so far. Uh, with what he's gotten, now you take that step up in conference. I, I think that one of the things to really, because I, I did mention before when we talked about this, about would he go out with this class. But remember, Frank Harris, he, yes, he had to convince him to stick around, but he wasn't his recruit. Right. You got to go back to Wilson. All right. And a lot of Rashad Wilson. So I think that I would like to see uh, Trailer put his stamp with his recruiting, like, like his quarterback. Uh, I think I'd like to see that. I think that's being nitpicky. I mean, he's already put his stamp on the program. Well, sure. I mean, that's. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a quarterback or not. Like, if you ain't winning it, you can't win. I mean, yeah, it's going to look – I mean, it's different from a trailer, you know, winning three or four state high school titles and getting his first college coaching job, cut his teeth on UTSA and talking about a quarterback than Jimbo Fisher, who's coached at Florida and found Jameis Winston and him never finding a quarterback in the AM. So I think he has put his stamp on the program. It's up for – UTSA, like I said, I love my 210 city. Uh, I'm not biased, but I've always said we've had a small town mentality. It's a small market and a small minded mentality. It ain't just sports. It's everything. That's why it's night and day when you look at the landscape of Houston. Speaking of Houston, when you look at the landscape of Houston and you look at the landscape of San, uh, San Antonio and Dallas, it's 400 miles separate everything, but it's like night and day because we're behind here. We've had an old, retired military you know, like I said, it's three. It's the Alamo, the Spurs, and Fiesta. The people that run this city, that's all they care about in the rodeo. So to me, it's it's a matter of time if somebody doesn't step up UTSA and get the money, man. I mean, hell, it's 400 some dollars or 600 some dollars. That was like 2012 prices. So I don't know what it is now in regards to a parking pass. You know, you want to play big ball. This is what I'm saying. This is why I feel that as we move to these power conferences, even though this is family, this is my backyard, birds up. Not everybody deserves to be at the table in Division One college football anymore. It, it's too like it, it's a it's a microcosm of life and society when people try to p- keep up with the Joneses. It's too big of a business. And, and the thing of it is, if you're going to play in here, do it right. Don't 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 do it small. Do it right. And I think, you know, the 80 of UTSA and everything, I think they've done a good job up until now. You know, they've done a pretty good job. So I'm not saying that this is horrible or they've been penny pinching. But when you jump up in the conferences, which is huge and you're talking about adding 12, you got to find the money and play the big boy style. if You want to sit at the table. Just like poker, man. You have, you have, by the way, we got 2,000 blondes. You might not be sitting at that blonde table. You might have to take your ass somewhere else. And that's the reason why where we're at with the sports level of college football. What do you got? Oh, and that fits right over into what's going on in Colorado, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Prime losing his commits. His, with his approach to how you're not going to just come in here and make an IL. Yeah, well, I will tell you this. I had that on the docket. Um, I was gonna get going to get to it. Twelve. But the deal is, is I think with Coach Prime, which I read on that, and, and to me, and you, everybody knows I love Coach Prime. I'm riding with him. You believe. I think he's had a success. Uh, but I'm fair across the board, whether somebody I got root and interest or not, uh, despite the 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 – contrary of that in regards to thing and I don't but he can't he's he can't have it both ways because I heard his reason in regards to where he feels that the NCA should have a rule that once you commit that you got to be commit you can't go do other visits 
And, you know, my message to Coach Prime is that you can't have it both ways. Like, you can't have it to where – because this is something that all coaches have to deal with. Nick has to deal with it. Kirby has to deal with it. All the big coaches have to deal with it. It's just the time that we live in. I mean, so it's very competitive. It's hard to recruit. You add NIL money. But if you're going to use – and how he used, which I thought was perfection, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to duplicate that. But the way he used the NIL and the way that it is, look, he's going to recruit. I mean, what he's done this year should recruit itself for the most part but you're still going to have guys and two of these some of these recruits he left two of them are quarterbacks now that makes sense to me I mean hell I mean if if I'm a parent of a quarterback and I've spent to go to Trent Dilfer's camp or I've spent to whatever I'm looking at Deshaun Sanders and his son like I'm not playing ahead of your son and for the most part the son's not going to the NFL now when he decides to move to the NFL then it's one of those situations to where it's like okay so that doesn't shock me that you you, you lose <clears throat> some quarterback recruits because there's teams and big programs that kid I've said this before when you've got parents that are spending fifty thousand to sixty thousand dollars for Manning camps deal for camps seven on sevens the patience of sitting behind somebody else, whether he's a junior, whatever, it's, it's not sitting well. So some of these decisions are really made really from the parents than more so are the kids in regards to like, no, you need to play, you know, so it's all about getting that exposure. So that's not surprising to me, but I think it's it's a, it comes and it goes. I mean, there's some kids, I mean, going to Colorado, Jack State, there's some kids that he's flipped to go with him. And I think they'll continue. So this I mean, I hear Dion. he's going to tell you really what the motion is. I mean, he's competitive. He doesn't like to lose anything. But this is one of those that I just feel like I'm not going to go all the way with him on this one uh, because you, you can't have it both ways uh, in regards to that. So I, we got that out of the way. So we have to circle. But that's all I was going to say really about that. Well, the quarterback is in 24 and 25. Shador Sanders will be gone by 25. So And it was a four-star. Maybe. He will be. And talking about eligibility. Um, he's he's remember he's a junior now, so he's mm-hmm. going into his senior year. And so I, you're saying the two quarterbacks that he, he one is for one would be a freshman this coming year, okay, and the other one will be a freshman the following year when Shadur's gone. Um, and and I think the key thing to look at when you when you do look at uh, him losing commitments, these are high school commitments. How did he build what he has in Colorado now? Transfers. Guys who have already been, you know, who already came in to college and got their feet wet. So I feel like that's a, a, something to note of difference. That maybe he's just not good on sitting on on mom and dad's couch I across from them and, and making that conversation. I, I disagree. With but that. he can motivate uh, players who are makes, seeing it uh, um, not getting the vibe that they want um, from their coach. Strike two. You caught looking. If you can go recruit and tra- if, if you are a salesperson and you're Coach Prime and you've had the celebrities, this if you can go, it's the same thing. People, when you go to the transfer portal, your people are picking and choosing. You still got to go. I mean, it's not like this ain't. There's no waiver wires in college. So it's not like these kids got to clear a waiver wallet. When you're in transfer portal, you're getting coming at from all different type of coaches, especially if you're a former uh, four-star or five-star. If you can recruit from there, you can recruit sitting in somebody's couches. So that that doesn't make any sense. Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, uh, Urban Mark, they've all lost high school recruit kids that flip. You know, one of the things Dion said, which is true, which I don't back him totally on this, he said, dude, they don't, they're not faithful to their girlfriends at 18 years old. Or 19. They're not faithfully committed to that. So, but I don't, I don't, 
I'm not down with him in regards saying the NCAA needs to change the rules that once you visit, that's it. Hey, once you sign the dot on the, you ain't signed on the dotted line. I mean, that's life. It's, it just is what it is. You know, a lot of these kids are going to take recruitment trips just to get the perks, to look at the city, get a free trip. Some of these kids, they never traveled out of the city or the state where they grew up at. Doesn't mean they're going to automatically fall in love. Texas spent $2 million on the recruiting trip with Archie Manning. Now, he wasn't the only kid being recruited, but listen to that. $2 million. And we're sitting here trying to scrum up $2 million just to basically get Jeff Trailer's coaches Christmas bonuses and raises. So that's but I don't I don't I mean, like I said, I'm not down with him, but I don't buy that. You can't you can't sit there and win a kid in the transfer portal recruiting. But you go sit to mom and daddy, but you can't sell them on the couch. It makes no sense. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven grind. When we get back, we're going to start with the NFL before we get back in college and look at some of these conference championship games. I want to start with the NFL as we put a bow on week 12, as we had a 12 to 10 victory last night for the Chicago Bears over the Vikings. You listen to the sports grind today show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos, 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what's the latest new products they have coming in for the holiday season, or you already know what they what they have, but you just want to deliver straight to your doorstep, don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys, which we'll get to them shortly with Dak's comments about when asked about MVP consideration. 
877 um, 37grind. Uh, other things that we'll get to, uh, you know, that that's out there that I'll just throw on the docket so we have time to get to them. Um, Golf World, I talked about it last week. You know, Tiger's back at the Hero Challenge this week, says he feels great and says the cranky ankle is no pain, but the game is rusty. Love Tiger. He's my guy. Uh, You know, he's the reason why I got started in golf back in 95, uh, paying attention to it uh, when he was at Stanford and he was winning junior U.S. Opens and stuff. Uh, but I said it too, you know, I, I've been through this situation with Tiger for the last seven, eight years um, with his health and his body. I mean, with the wreck, with his back problems, you know, then the car wreck. It's just like I've heard him say, hey, I'm fine. I'm pain free. And you get to maybe a tournament, two tournaments, and then you get through a round. And all of a sudden, if it's not the ankle, it's the knee or the back. So. I'm hoping he's right. Uh, you know, I'm hoping just to see him be able to play enough golf. I mean, he's never going to play the schedule that he used to. I mean, Tiger, even when he was healthy, played a very particular schedule. You know, it was really always about, you know, you saw him maybe a couple weeks out, you know, before a major. Uh, now, because of health over the last few years, his tournament schedule and just to be able to play golf and reps have gone down because of his health. So I'm hoping that he's right, but I, I've got to see him be back um, on a couple tournaments and complete four rounds. And how does he feel after a round? How does he feel on the third day of a tournament if he makes the cut? Those are the things that I want to see him go back normal to just sit there and say, okay, for now, we're out of the woods for his health. Um, so you got that going on. NBA wise, um, the Nuggets, shorthanded, beat the Clippers last night. No Joker, no Murray, um, no Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, um, man, you know it, it's just one of those. It's not a coincidence when you go and look at. And I know there was a coaching change, but there's not a coincidence when you go and look at the success of Maxi and Tobias Harris and the 76ers who just beat the Lakers by 44 last night. Um, Like addition by subtraction. And it's not a coincidence that the Clippers um, have won like maybe two games since Harden has showed up. Um, Again, you know, like Perk said, pray for Tyrone Lou. But that's one of those that, you know, it's it's also – you know, the product of why I'll keep saying this uh, because of a lot of things is that, you know, the, the the player of today has responded to the way they play every night, the way their situations are handled when you're full strength, but you look like, damn, there's no joker. There's no, we were looking up to play. Then it's a letdown. The players of these days and times have showed you why 82 games is too long. It's just too long of a season. That's why you can get a team like the Lakers who are trying to compete for a title to get dropped by 44. Um, that's why you see 15, 18 runs never really came back from. They, there are a lot of I mean, basketball has always been a game of runs, but it's the it's the mixture. The season's too long and the money's guaranteed. So to me, it is very disappointing. And, and it's hard to sit there and say, oh, that's a horrible loss in 81 of 82. But when you're talking, it wasn't a national televised game. But when you're looking at a team that's trying to still find themselves and really that this is like the last hoorah 
you you can't and expect if the defending champs are tight, everybody in Mama know they deep. I mean, regardless if they got three of their best players out, they've got a bench that that can beat most average of bad teams on a uh, nightly basis, and they're well coached. You know, now they went through their struggles, but like I said, the Spurs was what the doctor ordered. Then they get shorthanded, give their guys a rest, and then they go ahead and they beat the Clippers with pretty much their B team. So um, Harden, is, it's just one of those that – I can't say it enough. And, and I mean, there's a want. He loves basketball. I mean, he likes basketball. It's his profession. I don't know how much he's loving the game anymore and how much he's bought into really where he's worried about his legacy and he's wanting to do whatever it costs to win a title. So we'll, we'll circle back. And then also in NBA, which we, you know, this is a story that kind of popped up that I saw Sunday or Saturday. Didn't really dive into it. Didn't have it on the docket. But, you know, there's something going on in OKC. Uh, with Giddy, all right, um, involving an underage girl, which every time I hear these come out, like, you know, that's always been zero tolerance policy for me. But also when I hear these reports come out, I, I, I don't really want, I don't really run to go dive in or whatever, because there's so many circumstances around it. Uh, but, you know, of course, you know, it's, it's hit on Twitter. And I know Des Bryant, which I'm gonna start calling Des the the chairman of black Twitter uh, because, you know, Malika Andrews, who is uh, on the four letter network, who, you know, really was the lady who kind of pushed out um, Rachel Nichols. She's a big voice. You know, Stephen A is the four letter network. And then when it comes to basketball, you know, from the interviews of everything since, you know, Rachel Nichols left the uh, four letter network is Malika Andrews. Well, Dez came out for her neck yesterday in regards to not spending enough time on the Giddy situation. OK. And, and for those people um, that not familiar really what we're talking about now, Jonas, because it hasn't really got that much attention from anybody uh, before I continue with my take on Dez and Malika Andrews, just educate the people we're talking about what's going on with Giddy of the Oklahoma Thunder. And yeah, I mean, it happened over the holiday weekend. So you're caught up with Black Friday. You're caught up with your know, college football going on, NFL travel, Thanksgiving. So it really kind of flew under the radar there. Um, but a Snapchat photo uh, went viral um, in which a young woman has Josh Giddy shirtless behind her. Um, he's kind of, you know, making like what up signs uh, to the camera. And the text in the photo says, uh, just uh, essentially screwed Josh Giddy. And that's hmm. the photo. Uh, you saw the again. Saw the photo kind of surfacing around um, as I was on Twitter. Uh, that's what I do when I watch games. I'm also on Twitter at that time. Yeah, um, I do that, but go ahead. So I so I saw it kind of, and I was like, she looks really young. And then as you know, other people start to do their deep diving and all that jazz. We kind of find out that she's supposedly underage. Um, I can't speak personally to her age. Uh, has it been has it surfaced with how young they think that this John Doe is? Well, uh, when spoken to when, when they spoke to the media, 
And this would be Jane Doe. Um, yeah, I'm, we know, I'm sorry. We know the John. Yeah, Jane Doe. I'm so, well, um, technically, it could be anything these days and time, but I got you. Go ahead. And uh, when uh, the first media availability, Josh Giddy chose to sp- say, he said no comment. Um, the coach, uh, what I, I can't pronounce his name, Donald, head coach or whatever Oklahoma. like that. Yeah, O'KC's okay, so head mm. coach. Uh, he said no comment. Um, we have uh, sponsorship, uh, reportedly the one with a headline going around last night. Is he's a uh, one of the endorsers for a cereal out in Australia? That endorsement worth about forty million dollars. Um, he's in, in jeopardy of losing that. Uh, but we haven't had anything official come out. We just know that the NBA is investigating it. Is what OKC has told us. Well, so we know we do not know her age. We. Do, um, I'm not going to take anybody's word for it on Twitter as to who they think this girl is or anything like that. Right. I Well, yeah, I got you. I mean, it's smart to do. I mean, I think the age part is important. I mean, underage, is she 17? Is she 16? Is she 14? Um, I, I think, you know. Underage if, if, is underage. No, I get you. I'm, I have a zero tolerance policy for that. But I think also as a picture is shared, unless there's somebody that they've got to that knows this girl or can prove that, hey, she's underage or whether maybe it's her parents that's spoken out, we just can't go by a social media post and just because she looks young there's girls that look older than what they are but they age they look younger but they're really like 30 i'm not i haven't seen the picture of this girl so i'm not trying to say that's the case in this but back to the dez situation of malik andrews malika andrews um dez had a problem with it because malika andrews didn't spend enough time on it on nba countdown um for one Number two, you know, she passed by it. And of course, you know, Des just said, hey, attack it with the same energy that you do for the black, the black basketball players, which for people that don't know, I mean, I, I, you know, look, I think most of the people, if you listen to this show, you should know who Malika Andrews is. Uh, she is an African-American woman. Now, she might, I, th- I think she's mixed, but she's an African-American woman. Um, and this is what I'll say. Um you know, it's what do you got? Well, really quick, the the two cases specifically that people are wanting her to antic, and attack this with the same intensity is when she spoke on Ime Udoka uh, and, and the, then, his troubles in Boston, Boston, and then Brandon Miller during the draft the when, when yeah. many felt that it didn't even need to be brought up. Well, I knew about the Brandon. The I knew about the Brandon Miller one. I didn't know too much about the Doka. I think people look at that little exchange back and forth that I think it was just she had with Stephen A. on first take when the Doka situation happened a year ago or so. Um, look, this is a thin line because, first of all, Des Bryant, because this is not the first time that he's tried to, you know, go to this card, which I look, I understand where he's coming from. Because, first of all, don't just come at Malika Andrews, come at the media because it hasn't really been a story in general. But when you are African-American and you in this day and time, if you have a platform and you're in the media, whether it's sports talk radio, whether it's political talk, whether it's news talk, and you definitely have a platform and you have a following or you keep ears and eyes, the African-American community, whether it's fair or not, holds you to a standard that you're supposed to go ahead and basically sit there and speak up with this because just because you're black. Now, 
I read, I normally don't do this, but I, when he tweeted this out and I saw that he was trending, I looked and I looked at the thread. And first of all, I got educated because I didn't know it was that much hate for uh, Malika Andrews in the African-American community. Um, I know in that, you know, I know in that industry and in that network, um, I'm very aware of the back, black, uh, the backlash. I guess you call it backlash too. That um, phrase there. Um, Sage Steele. I'm very well aware of how the community looks at Sage Steele. Now, Sage Steele has had some comments that she's made that makes you, you know, if you're from that community, look at her, you know, like, wait a minute, you know. Um, Malika Andrews, I was very shocked uh, that she had that much venom. Uh, from quote unquote black Twitter, but let me tell you something about this seat because I because you know doing this for almost going on twenty years, um, doing it from a a city that people that look like me make up seven percent of the population, so therefore you know I've been on air through the George Floyd stuff. I you know I've been on air for a while to where anytime there's a black issue. And keep in mind, I was only one of two African-Americans on radio in the 210. I don't care if it's sports, political talk or whatever. I ain't talking about spinning records. And we didn't even really have that on the hip hop station either. Just just another thing put out there. But anyway, um, it's a certain like eyes are on you every time that there's something that happens as a national topic. That's that 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 pretty much that you're in the seat. And it's it's anything to do with race related whether it's you know the coverage it's getting or whatever which sometimes i think that you know people like des and people that are coming for that twitter being like she hates black man she hates this sometimes it's overdrawn because what you got to understand and what des has to understand which first of all you know early on in my career i was fortunate to have a couple conversations with des bryant Never met him face to face, but there were some business dealings doing. I can tell you right now, Dez is definitely, we're all getting older and he's getting mature because the Dez that I got a chance to have some interaction at would not even be looking at things like this. So, it, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but he's definitely matured. And I guess you're supposed to as you get older. He's no longer in the league. Um, but first of all, I would tell Dez and the rest of Black Twitter that Malika Andrews, even though she's the host, of NBA countdown and the host of NBA, like whatever their NBA daily show is with perk and all them. She has producers. Okay. She's not, it's not in a situation where that is her show. The four letter network owns that show. They've had a couple of different main hosts in that show. It's a different with it. I own this show. I control the docket. As long as I don't pretty much break any FCC rules, uh, you know, in regards to that, I control the docket. Malika Andrews is not in that situation. Okay. She's not in that situation. And I think that, you know, you got to take in consideration in regards to the partnerships that NBA have with the four letter network, how they want to handle this. Now, because I would tell Dez and Black Twitter, y'all need to keep that energy for just the media in general but see when you're an african-american okay and make no mistake about it i i i don't know for a fact uh but i there's a chance that i think malika andrews might be biracial but i mean she's she's gonna be looked as an african-american woman they get it they get it worse and that goes with men too because they get it worse 
you know, when it comes to, oh, you don't like black men, you hate whatever. Like, I was totally, like, I was up late last night, but when I saw this, I was like, damn, man, I didn't know Malika Andrews. I knew a lot of guys looked at Malika like, damn, Malika, man, I might have to shoot my shot. I never thought that it would be this much venom. Sage Steel, I understand, because I've seen some things and heard some things that come out of Sage Steel's day. It's just like, wait a minute. You know, I've been in that situation where people have heard things come out of me and, and question my blackness or question where I'm coming from. So I'm speaking off of just experience, but how really what the situation is. I just think I don't I don't it, it just and maybe it comes down to me getting older. It just basically the rush to go ahead and just throw, you know, one of our, you know, people that are in that situation under the bus that quickly when the no media no i mean keep it like this uh if i'm not mistaken oklahoma since this story's come out they're gonna have on their second game is is, is he gonna play tonight i bet you like let's talk about the nba if there's any practice okay yesterday. so if there's anything going on about this situation and this girl being why is he even taking the court and you can go one step like hey if that if if that well you can take anybody if that was Kevin Durant, if that was if that was if Dylan Brooks, do you think if Dylan Brooks, you know, had basically a shot of a young girl and basically sitting there saying, oh, and she said this and she looks young. Um, do you think they let Dylan Brooks take the court still? Probably not. So I, my message is, is that sometimes I think we get so caught up in our community of going back and forth and going at one another. And especially if you have that platform, Stephen A gets it. Uh, I've seen Shannon get there's always that because it's like because first of all, there's there's very few of us in these seats. And so therefore, you if there is a responsibility to where you've got to, you know, hold it for the community. I've always lived in the way I was raised, the way I am with this black, white, Mex uh, Mexican, Chinese. I'm going to basically say how Calvin feels. It might not be technically what my community agrees with. But at the same time, I haven't lost. I'm not tone deaf of what people like me go through and what people out there that don't have a voice. So there's certain things that I feel like I am going to speak up about it. Uh, but it's just, it, you know, Des has a history of this. I mean, he goes at, you know, people in those situations, but you know, I think that the energy needs to go back at the NBA. Why is this guy not been pulled off the court until the investigation is complete? Go yeah. Ahead. Remember Wander Franco in August, uh, the Dominican Dominican Republic, if I'm not mistaken, he had the, uh, the suspected underage relationship. Uh, he was suspended indefinitely. Yeah, even while they were investigating it. That's baseball, though. I mean, I get it, but yes, I see what you're saying. You listen to the sports crowd. We get back. Let's dive into some NFL talk. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. 
Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 